I think one of the biggest things is asking and also accepting help Mm. from the people that will give it to you. Yeah. Um, In the beginning, I think I was just really scared to ask. I was scared to talk about it because I felt like when I talked about it, it was going to become real. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have a very special guest. Her name is Reagan Allen, and she is a 22-year-old college student by day and newfound business owner and entrepreneur by night. So I am very excited to talk to Reagan about all things young entrepreneurs and what's up and coming for her and sort of this industry as new business owners kind of come into it. But before we get into all of that, welcome Reagan to the show. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of how you got into this space of wanting to be an entrepreneur and how, how that has kind of taken off. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as Don said, my name is Reagan Allen. Um, I'm originally from Columbia, Missouri. I'm still here at the University of Missouri. I'm a senior. I actually started my first day of my last semester yesterday. Yay! Almost done. Almost Um, done. It's been an incredible journey. Um, I grew up here in Columbia, went to high school here. I was a dancer all my life. Um, Going into college, I was, I think, as most um, starting college students are, I was really scared. I was, like I said, I was a dancer my entire life, and that piece of me was kind of gone. So I had lost Mm -hmm. this part of my identity, sort of. Yeah. And I loved journalism. That's what I'm majoring in with an emphasis in strategic communication, but it just wasn't, it wasn't the thing that lit a fire under me. I still love it. It's incredible, but um, there was something missing. My parents are both business owners. So um, that was something that I always looked up to. I, um, I, I've always looked up to them. They're my best friends. Mm. So whenever I, I've always talked about starting a clothing line. Okay. Yeah. Whenever I, um, that's every little girl's dream, right? right? Everybody wants to design clothes and, you know, be the next character from the Devil Wears Prada. That's my favorite movie. Right. Yep. Yep. So um, anyways, I brought it to my dad in the middle of the pandemic when school was online and everything was really slow. I was doing classes online and 
um, one thing led to another and we started building this business thing and I just learn every single day and it's been an incredible experience. So, so many things there. I I think, you know, we talked about kind of younger entrepreneurs, right? And when when we kind of did the pre-call and stuff like that. But I think, you know, my daughter is 20 and she's a junior in college. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you go on this traditional path of, you know, I'm going to college and this is what I'm kind of supposed to do. But there's so many people out there, I think, that have the entrepreneurial spirit and who have this sort of entrepreneurial idea, but they don't necessarily, you know, know what to do with it. And so it sounds like because your parents maybe were business owners, you already had a leg up on kind of overcoming some of that fear a little bit. But what made you say, okay, I'm going to do this and still go to school, but I'm going to really lean into this kind of passion that I have for fashion? Because your your company, um, tell everybody first what the name of your company is. Roaring yeah. yeah, go ahead. You might have left that out. Um, I am the owner of Roaring Angel. Mm-hmm. Just a quick spiel. We're just, um, we're brand new. We're a small business loungewear and streetwear line. Um, and every piece is made with meaning. So there's a story behind each garment. That's the quick synopsis. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So you, you're young, pandemic starting, um, you know, you're kind of unsure of yourself going to college, all the things that many, many of us have experienced in our lives. Right. But what, what really helped you kind of take the plunge to feel confident enough to start this business and still go to school? A lot of people do one or the other, right? Sometimes, but you know, was it just the pandemic and timing? I mean, a lot of people started businesses during the pandemic, right? But there's something to it, though. I think, you know, if it was kind of a passion for you, what what sort of helped you get over the hump of fear of doing this at such a young age? You know, it's kind of funny because in the beginning, I've always been a dreamer my whole life. I'm, I'm like my dad yeah. in that area. Um, lots of hopes and dreams for better or for worse. But yeah. I think... Whenever I had this idea, I don't even know if I really knew what it was going to become. So it was really like one step at a time. It started out with a name and then it started out with designs. And then it started, you know, like it just slowly morphed into this thing that was so much bigger than myself, but I didn't know that it would. So I think that was part of it that I really took it step by step, day by day. Um, I think another piece of it is just having people around you that support you is so big. Like everybody believed in me, which was just something I, I mean, it was so special and I don't think I could have done it without my support system. Yeah, I think that's so important. And particularly as, you know, your parents are business owners and they kind of understand the struggle. Sometimes parents say, don't do this. Like, this is the last thing you should do. It's too hard. It's too challenging. You're going to fail. And, oh, I don't want you to go through all that. But it sounds like your parents were very supportive in this process. And because you saw them be successful, it kind of gave you, you know, this opportunity to feel successful and to really step into this, right? Right. I, I mean, I would be lying. They probably wouldn't admit this, but 
there was probably a piece of them hoping I was just going to do a nine to five because they know the struggle. Um, Unfortunately for them, they instilled this, this spirit in me that, you know, I, I, I couldn't ignore. So yeah, but they were just, they were incredibly supportive. They were excited about it. I mean, in the first week we like cleared my entire basement. It was unfinished, painted the whole thing, turned it into a studio. Like it was just, it was kind of magical. And we had so much time on our hands Yeah, right. with the pandemic. Now, I don't know that I would have ever acted on it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the company itself, sort of yeah. a little bit more about what your mission and vision is of the company. Mm-hmm. So you shared that every piece has kind of a special meaning behind it, but kind of yeah. give us the overview of, you know, why did you choose the name and tell us a little bit about the specifics of, of the company. Yeah, absolutely. So the name is kind of funny. Um, as I've always wanted to start a clothing line, the name was always the thing. I was like, I can't come up with a name. I can't find a name. <laughs> and my mom was like, it's not going to come to you in your sleep. So start brainstorming. Yeah. So I did. And we were, I was literally sitting around my next door neighbor's dinner table. And one of my friends who's very creative, I loved the name. I loved the word angel and not for mm. spiritual reasons, just simply because I just, I like the kind of aura it brings. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of stuck on that. And then she said roaring and I just loved it. And I was like, so R-A are also my initials. Uh, Ah, very. Yeah. But yes, they're my initials. And it just kind of stuck. Everybody liked it. I actually sent it to my dad and he was like, I don't love it. And then the next day he was like, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of where the name came from. Got it. And then we kind of put our own meaning to it. So I put a definition to what a roaring angel is and kind of what they embody. So kind of where I got this idea from was, of course, it was in the middle of the pandemic. Nobody was getting dressed up. Yeah. Um, I never want that to go away. <laughs> I agreed. Like, never been like... I don't really, I love fashion. I love street fashion though. Yeah. I've yeah. never, I never am super excited to throw on a dress. Like right. I've always, I've always liked styling jeans and um, sweatpants yeah. and all this stuff, but I've always loved it. <clears throat> As a child, I was in dance, which involves a lot of costumes yeah. and fun yeah. and playing and all the things. But whenever I was younger and just kind of my whole life, I've, always felt that there was this disconnect between the clothes in your closet and what they do for you on a daily basis, um, how they connect to you emotionally, spiritually, however. So um, that's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to create clothing that had a personal connection to you, which is why every quote, every story you're saying on these garments are so understated. I didn't want them to be in your face. I wanted you to grab these garments and, um, it it was a personal thing. It doesn't, it's not, it's not a statement for everybody to see some, some of them you can see, but so the way I did that, especially in this new collection, um, I actually have sewn inside of the garments, a QR Mm -hmm. code. 
So when you scan the QR code, it takes you to the story behind the garment and they're all specialized. And that's I something I it. never want to go away. So even yeah. if I do start doing a little bit more elevated streetwear where graphics really aren't a thing, I still want to be able to put that story inside the garment. Yeah, that's really unique. I was looking at it um, and we'll drop the link um, in the show notes so that people can go see all of the fashion. But I was looking at some of that new, um, you know, with the QR code and some of the unique pieces that yeah. you've put together. And they're really beautiful. They're very, you know, I would say elevated loungewear. Is that a good way to describe it? Yeah. Maybe because it's like nicer than what you'd get at like Walmart, you know, for loungewear. But, you know, it still looks comfy and cozy and, you know, fashionable and still like you would be put together if you were to wear it and that kind of stuff. So plus the QR code and the other things really, it, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, a little secret, right? When you get yeah. it, you can find out what it's all about. And that sort of appeal and curiosity is really there for people. Exactly. Yep. That's what I want. Very cool. So, okay. So you've been in business now for a couple of years and um, you, you're just kind of getting to the point where you're really, you know, starting to get new collections and do more. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about some of the challenges that you have faced over the last couple of years getting to this point. And obviously we're all on a journey. We all have a lot more to do and a lot more places to go and things to learn. But up to this point, you know, it's been kind of unique because you have been you know, learning business in and during a pandemic when loungewear was really popular, people starting businesses were really popular. I mean, it's a great time to like get into yeah. this specific thing. But tell me a little bit about what's been challenging for you up to this point and what are some things that you kind of have learned through the course of these couple of years um, on, you know, like if you were going to start it again, what would you have done different? Right. I think one of the biggest things is asking and also accepting help mm. from the people that will give it to you. Yeah. Um, in the beginning, I think I was just really scared to ask. I was scared to talk about it because yeah. I felt like when I talked about it, it was going to become real. <laughs> I wish from the beginning that I would have just leaned into the people around me. And I think I've gotten a lot better about that. Yeah. So I would say that was kind of one of the biggest struggles and I've gotten a lot better about it now, but um, you would be shocked at how many people want to help you and how many people <laughs> will respond to you and um, sit down for coffee, like all the things. Yeah. And I try yeah. to be that for anybody else that wants to start a business. And I always say, I don't know a lot, but I know more than I did when I started. Exactly. So that's exactly. all that matters. So was there something specific when you started that you look back and said, if I'd asked for help sooner, I would have been? Is there some type of help that you thought you needed more so? Or is there a type of support that you could recommend people who are just starting get at the beginning so that they can move faster? I would say help in every area, but... Yeah especially in the fashion industry, mm -hmm. it's a very gatekept industry. So yeah. not a lot of people want to tell you their secrets. Yeah. So the people that do latch on to them, listen, um, listen, and yeah, pay attention. But another thing I would say is like just the like day to day tasks. 
Yeah. I know like social media and marketing and all that stuff is so big right now. Mm-hmm. And it's a full-time job in and of itself. Yeah. And if you know anybody that has a camera that knows how to make graphics, that's my favorite part. I love yeah. doing that stuff and I'm good at it, yeah. but I don't have the time. Right. So if you know anybody that can, just ask. That's, I mean, it's the least you can do. Buy them a coffee. That's what I right. do every time. Right. And normally, like, I don't even need a coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's something, just kind of the mundane stuff, too, that, like, you don't even think you need help with, but it's going to cut your time in half. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the things I hear, you know, as I've interviewed so many different business owners, that's a very common theme amongst business owners that are just starting off in this space. And, you know, a lot of our clients that work with us at the agency have been doing a lot of that stuff themselves, right, up until that point, and they just can't keep up with it, you know, whether it be the marketing, the social media piece, the day-to-day tasks, any of those types of things, there does come a point. And for you, you know, being in school and having a life and doing all that, asking for help is not a sign of weakness, right? It's a sign of saying like, hey, I, you shouldn't be doing this all by yourself. That isn't a business, you know, that becomes more of a hobby, right? In my mind. So, you know, you should be asking for help and you should be telling people what you're doing. So if there are people who've got experience with it or know somebody that knows somebody or all of those things. So I think that's such a valuable piece of insight um, to share with our audience for sure. Yeah. I mean, the more brain power, the better. I I bounce ideas off. I'll call my roommate. I mean, at all hours of the night or day and be like, listen, this idea I just had, she's like, I'm almost to work. I'm like, well, just let me get it out really quick. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think that too, you know, a lot of people are, are fearful of sharing or having questions or wanting to talk about it because they feel like if they do that, that somehow they don't have it all together or somehow, you know, they're not doing all the things they're supposed to be doing or something along those lines. And what I like to tell our clients and other people is that if you were to go to Target, which is where I worked for a long time, if you were to go to Target and you were to ask some of the senior leadership people there, hey, do you do your own, um, you know, task list every day? Do you do your own, you know, social media? Do you do your own, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank? No, they don't. So, Senior leaders in any kind of business, CEO and otherwise, should not be doing the day-to-day tasks as they get bigger and older. Now, that comes with a big asterisk that says, you know, I understand not everybody can hire, not everybody can afford to not do those things themselves, but I think you're right in asking for help. And trying to get some free advice and trying to get some free things and and people who have experience to be able to help Mm -hmm. you. So I love that insight that you got. Um, Okay, so next question is really around sort of like any failure moments that you've had. So let's, you know, everybody wants to hear about the success stories, but I think sometimes people don't always, you know, want to hear about the the failures, but I think our failures are what makes us even stronger and better and help us learn and help other people learn of what I wish I would have kind of thing. So is there any part of this journey up to this point where maybe it's a project you worked on, a line you worked on, 
something that maybe you really loved, but it tanked in the end or nobody else liked it or things like that. Is that something you've experienced yet? Um, I haven't experienced anything where like nobody likes the designs, but I have experienced failure from the standpoint of timelines Mm. that has been um, really upsetting. So we worked with a manufacturer on our first collection and it just wasn't a great fit. For anybody who has ever been, has ever dealt with manufacturers, it's it's a lot and it's really, yeah. really tough. Yeah. And you have to have thick skin and you have to stay on top of it. Yeah. And so I, we didn't stay on top of it like we should have. And our timelines got behind and there was nothing we could do about it. So mm. it was kind of broken promises a little bit with pre-orders and it was constantly like oh it'll be here next week and then it was like actually it'll be a month and it's like it's (laughs) right and particularly during the pandemic I'm sure that was even harder right yeah and the thing about and I think this happens in a lot of businesses um but especially in retail a lot of times it's completely out of your control but the fault Mm -hmm. is always gonna fall on you so that that's that was a tough realization I had to come to yeah. Yeah. That was that that's just hard. And I mean, how do we solve that? We really couldn't solve it in that moment. The only thing we could do was make adjustments to be better in the future. Sure. Which switching manufacturers, um, kind of changing our model a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I do really I, I'm very grateful for that experience. Um, knowing I, I I don't love working with massive companies as a really small business. Sure. Just really hard. Yeah. Well, and you're just one cog in a wheel, right? And, and that's hard when you're just starting and you're just learning Mm -hmm. and you're just, you know, they don't always Mm -hmm. have time and attention for you. So a lot of times that can be, you can be an afterthought when it's your first thought, but for them, you know, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to you when we have time sort of thing. So yeah. And that happened with like, in this business, we can't, we work with people all over the country. I, I mean, yeah. I'm in the middle of Missouri, so sure, right. huge fashion industry here. So I, I do a lot of Zoom calls with people all over the world. But um, I would say in a lot of different areas that has kind of happened. Just kind of being let down or misunderstood is a big, big one. Yeah. So any piece of advice is just articulate and say it over and over and over again. Hey, everybody, it's Dawn. Thanks so much for listening. I just wanted to pause really quick and say that if this episode is bringing up any questions or thoughts about your own business and you're needing a little guidance, head over to digitaldawnagency.com and book a free consultation with me. I'm happy to sit down and brainstorm what your business might need to grow and scale online. Have you found that you've had any challenges with being a young female in the entrepreneurial space? Or do you think it's just maybe that you have been a new business? Do you think it's a little bit of both? Or would you just say that getting started is harder, you know, but now you've kind of layered on young, you've layered on female, you've layered on fashion, you've, you know, you you have a lot of, you know, things that are already challenging in that space. Would you say that that was part of it? Or was it just that you were new to business? I would say it's a little bit of both. Yeah. I'm very fortunate in that um, I have 
my dad who will jump on the calls with me, Yeah, which a lot of times he wants me to talk just because he wants me to have that experience. And also um, a lot, 98% of it is my ideas anyways. So it's me communicating it, but I would say that really helps. However, there are times that I know I'm not being taken seriously. Mm -hmm. And the problem with it is that a lot of times I actually don't know what I'm doing. So, (laughs) and it's true. I mean, I was brand new to this in the beginning. Yeah. Um, So it was just like, and we would be super, I would be super transparent about that. I'd be like, I need help. There's abbreviations. I don't know. There's terms I don't know. Right. Um, So please help me. Uh, And so leaning on the people that would help me, making sure you don't get taken advantage of because we have before. And that's really, really tough. I like to trust everybody. Yeah. That's just who I am. Yeah. Um, But you learned some hard, you learned some hard lessons. Yeah. I I speak from experience, right? I I speak from experience um, and that piece of it. So yeah, you know, it's interesting because so many people, young or otherwise start businesses and they get really frustrated really fast or they don't know what they're doing but they don't tell people they don't know what they're doing right and then they get frustrated and they don't continue on or they don't push through some of those challenges that you know you're facing they just either give up or the fake it till you make it kind of mentality, which I think is good and bad in some aspects, right? I I think there's value in that in certain ways. And I think that humble, you know, humility in asking for help and telling people that you're not sure what to do also produces really great relationships with people, right? So do you find that this has been something where for you, being more transparent and honest about where you are in business and the understanding of it has helped you more so than it's hurt you? Or would you say that depending on the situation, you've had to kind of play it by ear? I think there has been times that I've kind of, we've kind of talked about it. Me and my dad have talked about it. Like maybe we shouldn't talk about like how much we don't know so much. Yeah. Um, we kind of just read a room, really. Yeah. Yep. I have also been super, I've made it kind of my part of my story to be really transparent on my personal social media as well mm-hmm. as on um, my business account. So that kind of stuff, I think people like it to hear it. They yeah. want to hear it. And I would love, I mean, the coolest thing in the world to me would be if somebody told me that I inspired them if I was a part of inspiring them to go do their own thing. So I want to be that for somebody just like so many others were for me. Um, So I kind of, I really do live by the transparency rule, um, how I function and it's what I find, how I succeed best. I think that's great. And I think that, you know, it, it, people in, in business, whether it be fashion or otherwise, but people in business, just typically my experience has been that they are more likely to help you and they're more likely to purchase from you if they know you, they like you, and they trust you, right? And I've talked about this multiple times and it's kind of marketing 101, right? Basics, no like, and trust factor. But I think that there's a bit of authenticity and a bit of transparency and a bit of real world that people connect to on such a deeper level and have more empathy for 
potentially things that might go wrong or things that you maybe are struggling with, but also to give you a leg up, right? And to give you the opportunity to succeed even more than they might have in other situations. And so transparency for me is also a really big deal. And I think it's super important, but I love hearing that you've been very comfortable sharing that and comfortable in kind of, you know, putting it all out there and making people understand like, Hey, I'm, you know, 22 in college. I've never done this before. This is my thing. And you know, help me help myself. Right. Right. I probably, I probably downplay my, my skills a little bit. And that's something I need to work on a little bit because I should give myself a little more credit, but. Well, clearly you have done an amazing job and gotten this all together. The outfits and the, the, pieces are beautiful. And so I think that, yes, you definitely need to give yourself more credit because you clearly are doing something right and people are buying and you clearly have, you know, gotten yourself to this point. So yes, this is, this is all true for sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you now as we kind of wrap up here a bit, what do you see? And maybe this is a question you can't even answer yet, but let's, let's kind of look into the future and see you know, what the next two to three years look like for Roaring Angels? What is it that you are going to, you know, kind of see what is going to happen? What's sort of your vision for the next couple of years? Well, we just recently got into wholesale. So that's a big, um, a big step for us. So we actually are attending Magic in Mm -hmm. Las Vegas. Um, It's a big, for those that don't know, it's a big, um, it's just a big market for boutiques to come and buy. So we're a um, vendor. So in the next couple of years, I see that side of the business really exploding. I mean, I would love to have our stuff in stores all around the country. Mm-hmm. I think that's it not only benefits us, but it gets in front of um, a whole new audience that we yep. get to connect with and a new community we get to be a part of. Yeah. So I see that really exploding. And then I also just see lots more designs and styles. And like I kind of, I, I hinted at earlier, I'd love to dive a little bit more into the actual streetwear side of things rather than mm. loungewear yeah. and doing things um, a little more, not more elevated, but a little dressier, I guess yeah. is the right word. So sure. I see that's, that's where we're going. I'm about to graduate, so I'll have a little bit more time on my hands love to it. really immerse myself. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, I am so, um, well, first of all, congratulations on all of your success. This is amazing to, to go to school and start a business and make it successful and do all of these things is not, um, for the faint of heart for sure. And you should feel very proud of yourself for getting to this point and feeling, um, confident in your abilities and skill sets and all that type of thing. But let's tell people where they can find you on social media and what website, and we'll drop it in the show notes, but tell everybody where they can check out your fashion um, designs and all sorts of things. Absolutely. So um, our website is roaringangel.com or you can find us on our Instagram, which is at shop roaring angel and give us a follow. My name is Reagan Allen. Um, You'll see me a lot on the Instagram and even the website. And for those listening today, I have a discount code for you all, and it is Digital Dawn 10. Again, Digital Dawn 10. So that's for 10% off for anybody who is listening. 
um, come check us out and shoot me a DM if you have any questions or um, anything for me. If Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to help and um, I'm, I'm normally a pretty good responder. So Awesome. Well, thank you, Reagan, so much. We'll drop all of that information in the show notes so that you guys can go check out Roaring Angel, see all the amazing fashion forward loungewear that she's got, and then get a discount on your purchase. So Reagan, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I wish you all the success in the world, and we will keep tabs on you and follow your journey as you get through school and otherwise. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Don, and thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on the show. Absolutely. All right, listeners, until next time, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned. Give us a like or follow um, on Instagram as well as making sure that you are downloading this podcast. And until next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.